Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, welcome into the Dublin Endeavour podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Uh, Michael McQueen, delighted to be joined by Colin McCord and Stuart Roach. Ahead of um, another year, another NFL draft. Colin, can, can, can you believe the NFL draft is this week? Because I certainly can't miss it. Um, yeah, it's, I suppose as, as Broncos fans, given, um, the past couple of years, Michael, it's not like we have really had the, the hype that maybe other teams do when you're kind of looking at those top prospects. Um, and unfortunately for us, it hasn't been <laughs> because, because, um, you know, the, we, we, we have done really well and we're picking late in the first, it is all to do. Um, with uh, trading away to try to end our playoff drought. And um, so we, we'll be delving into uh, the later round picks uh, today. Yeah, it's funny, Stuart, because when you're researching the draft and and you're looking back on years gone by, we have picked some doozies over the last few years, haven't we? We have, Michael. I think um, the the lack of depth... In 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 a lot of position for Denver, the lack of quality depth, uh, unfortunately, speaks to the struggles that we've had in the draft over the last few years. Some some of them have been little short of disastrous. Uh, I think even George Payton had a had a brilliant first draft. I'm not so sure about his second draft. May not have. I suppose you have to give these things time. Um, but yeah, we've been very hit and miss, and it kind of echoed John Elway's um, sort of career when it came to drafting as well as a GM. Mick, like I thought he drafted very well at the beginning, and then he really tailed off towards the end. Um, so yeah, I think you know we, we we'll have to see. We we do need we do, we do need to pick up some quality depth. Um, you know, and, and if we somehow manage to get a player who forced themselves into the lineup, there are a couple of positions that are still somewhat up for grabs. Um, so you know that that would be kind of what what we what we're looking at. But you know, Michael, you're you're a man who does an incredible amount of research into players from all over America, and you've got some <laughs> you've got some names for us to look out for. Uh, I imagine. Um, no, this is this is you know in some ways, Mick. We you know last week having talked to Steve Atwater, which was which was a brilliant sort of a pit stop. You know that the off season has all been leading to this moment when we finally get to the draft, and uh, we we kind of talk about those day three prospects that uh, that will really kind of surprise us over the next couple of months and, and make a big impact, probably on special teams. Well, massive thanks first off to Steve for for last week. I know all, all of us lads enjoyed it, and I uh, hope folks who listened to you enjoyed it. Uh, I I don't think any of us can speak highly enough of him. Um. Took his time first thing in the morning chatting to us. I know it's a busy time for them because the Broncos uh, are going to Mexico and Jake the Snake is going as well. I must get him on next week, Colin, for the crack. Maybe have have a few yarns and see the crack. Um, 
It's it's a weird one because at the time we're recording and we're recording a day earlier a day earlier this week because we want to try and get people to listen to this before the draft. The Broncos still have a pick on Thursday night uh, or Friday morning for us. Um, they have two picks inside the top hundred. They've picked sixty-seven as the first pick. It's um, it's it's hard to know, Colin, how to sort of approach this because yes, there are needs there certainly, but when it comes to that time and when it comes to that part of the draft, you're like. Well, you gotta go for the best player available, surely. When 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 you get to like sixty five to seventy, or maybe if you're getting to sixty, or you're getting to even fifty five, and you see some value there, surely Georgie has to pick up the phone and, and make some moves because, by God, we, we need to have a decent draft here, surely. Um. Well, I think firstly, what I'd say is we have more needs than picks. That's a, a big issue. And I also think you could take best player available because outside of Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons, um, there are very few players that are irreplaceable, uh, I would argue, for, for the Broncos. Now, um, probably because we're, we're picking um, kind of fur- further down, they may not be day one starters. But as George said, it is the the depth but but also you know we we need players to take massive step forwards this this year i think that that's been a huge issue and we find ourselves in a situation with with five picks as you said michael um and the other teams kind of down there with um so few picks are the dolphins the ravens uh, the vikings and the bills all of whom went to the playoffs last year the only other team went so few picks are the Jets. And um, this is a, a bracket we have been unable to escape since 2017 is us and, and the Jets and um, both franchises now, I suppose, um, mortgaging their futures on um, bringing in uh, aging QBs from um other franchises and we're just going to have to to see how it works but the Jets have have been uh, a bit of a a disaster on offense as we know the Broncos were the lowest scoring team last year so yeah when when you say that we need George Payton to hit it out of the park on those five picks absolutely I I still wonder um, and hopefully people will be listening to this on the, the Thursday morning before the draft I wonder if we'll see movement whether it's before Thursday or whether it is on Thursday night because Five draft picks, given the holes that we have to to fill. I mean, would you be confident right now with the the starting centers that we have on the the roster? Um, Would you be confident in terms of blocking tight ends, which are a key component? Um, Javante Williams, we know how talented he is. I, I, it's awful the injury he has, but it's a really bad knee injury. That 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 is a, a huge area of concern as well. And um, we we need a, a a new starting potentially start starting safety um, or at least depth at safety and at cornerback. So an awful lot of holes to to fill. Um, it feels like he's going to have to be a magician, Michael. Yeah, you're you're talking about the Jets there, and you're talking about George Payton, and yeah, like it could be like you know rather than a hot situation, who knows? Maybe we're going to have the best draft in NFL history. I mean, we we have it some amazing selections over the years and I remember sitting in a bar at, at, at two in the morning when when Paxton Lynch was drafted and you know the hope that you have and just it just goes down the line and um, it's funny though like I seen obviously like you know and this is going out after the time has happened but Rogers is officially going to the Jets now and we've seen uh, 
Zach Stevens, Stuart was joking about, you know, obviously you could see Nathaniel Hackett going up against Denver week one, maybe. That screams of a 3 a.m. game. I literally just seen that before we started recording. I'm thinking, oh my God, that will be enough to genuinely make me question like the NFL now because I, I can't take another Monday night game. That's a discussion for like May when we do our schedule I, predictions. I think that's we go. nailed on, Michael. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I don't mind the early game, call, but like I'm not I'm not getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch that because we all know what's going to happen. Like the last time in Seattle, oh, I don't want, right, let, let's not go down a rabbit hole here. Uh, if I'm <laughs> if I'm picking Stuart, I, Stuart I, like, I, I know you want to talk about running backs. Um, there was one guy that stood out to me in terms of who we could be looking at at that point. We're not going to go and get like a Robinson unless we actually go up and you know, go up there and go mad for him. The problem that we have is, and it's the same for every team in this sort of same position, the minute that Peyton rings another GM or rings another team, they know damn rightly the lack of picks that we have and the future projection that we have based upon what based upon the mortgaging on the team of Russell Wilson. And that's why I just find it unlikely that they would go anywhere from 67 upwards of anywhere from 55. I just can't see it. And um, you look at Devin is Devin Ashian, the Texas Day, Texas Day and M running back. He could potentially be around the 60 or 70s, depending on how, how the draft goes. But do you think the first guy that we should go after if we stick a 67 Stuart is a running back? Is there anyone that sticks out to you? He's the only guy that I can see being around and the guy that has that speed that we need, like like that could go in immediately and be an RB2 or an RB3. Yes, I, I do think, Michael, for me, I think if you look at the offense that Peyton has had and the offense that he's thrived, um, you look at somebody like Alvin Kamara, I think, you know, he he's a key component. Alvin Kamara, He's not a particularly big NFL back, but he's got explosiveness. He's got speed. A-Chain, I think is how you pronounce his name, Michael, the tech, Hussein M kid. Um, A-Train or A-Chain. Yeah, I think he, well, yeah, immediately he got a cool nickname as well, which is A-Train. But um, he is a player I think you would be interested in. He's, he's a little small um, for an NFL running back. Like, he's never going to be a three-down running back, but that's not a problem. He he, he is electric. He, I, he's, he, he is, his 40 time in the... Uh, and the combine was 4.31 or 4.32, which is outrageous for a running back. Um, so he has incredible speed and he gives you big play explosiveness. I mean, there, there's one or two other guys that might be in and around there, um, that that sort of 60s, mid-60s picnic. Um, Bigsby uh, from Auburn, Tank Bigsby is another player who who um, is a slightly more complete player than HM. He's not as fast, but 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 he does all the things that you want. But I think the player that that interests me, I think, and and Cecil Lamy has been somebody who I think has been he's been right a lot of the time, and and I think he spots talent very well. Um, and this is a name that has been mentioned a few times: is the two lane running back Spears. Um, he is a really, really dangerous player. He maybe not quite as fast as A Chain, but he he is very, very quick for a running back. He's brilliant catching the ball out of the backfield. So Spears is a real weapon. So you've got three or four guys that'll be in and around that position. That, as you said, like Gibbs and particularly Robinson are the two guys that are going to go off the off the board very quickly. Robinson, you'd imagine round one and uh, Gibbs from Alabama, I think would be not too far into the second round, you'd imagine. Um, but then I think you should have a shot at getting one of those explosive playmakers. I mean, for me, Mick, probably the two positions that I think we we need to go at early 
um, with those two picks in the third round, I would go running back and I would probably go secondary, particularly uh, defensive back. I think, obviously, Pat Sertain is a superb player. Mathis was really good in the second half of last season. Um, you've got Williams, the guy we picked up in the 49ers. He's a brilliant slot corner, although he did have some sort of... Um, he, he did have injury problems last year. But after that, there's not a whole lot left. Now, you can pick up quality cornerbacks in round three. Um, Colin mentioned it as well. Like Safety is a position that's in flux. Um, again, you can, like Justin Simmons is a player that we got in the third round. Justin Simmons is arguably one of the top sort of two or three safeties in the NFL right now. Um, so there are positions I think you can target. And, and, and I think you can you can... You can pick up somebody who's going to come in and be an immediate contributor. Um, so, but I, I, I would look. I would be very surprised if we didn't pick a running back with either the first or the second pick we have in round three because I think it's a glaring need. Like um, P Ryan is a very good third down back. He's very good goal line back, short yardage back. We don't know how Javante Williams is going to respond to those horrendous knee injuries, as we said here on the pro, on the on the podcast before. Unfortunately, Williams tore just about everything that there was to tear in his knee. It was a terrible, terrible injury. There's no guarantee he's going to come back. Um, there's no guarantee he's going to come back the way he was, certainly not immediately. So we are lacking in running back and we're lacking explosiveness because, I mean, I think Javante and P. Ryan are both, you know, bruising sort of runners. They're both, you know, they're, they'll break tackles, but they, they don't really have that explosive speed that you need in a Sean Payton offense. So I would I, I would be looking at uh, A-Chain or Spears would be would be the two guys I would look at. And, and if I had to pick one, I would go Spears because I think he's just that little bit bigger than A-Chain. A-Chain's a, in the same way, we Ronnie Hillman came up recently in one of the programs you went on, um, who sadly, unfortunately, passed away not too long ago. Um, A-Chain reminds me of Ronnie Hillman. I think he might be a slightly better player than Ronnie Hillman was, um, but he's that type. Um, whereas Spears, I think, is more reminiscent of Alvin Kamara. So I, I would look to Spears as quite a quite a few mentions of his names that I've seen. Um, so he he would be somebody that I would be very happy to 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 to, to see drafted. And Colin, I great minds think alike. I literally have a chain, a chain, and the Jay Spears written down here. That's all. Like that's literally the two guys I've written down. I, I, I would I would say maybe one to keep an eye on potentially is um, Zach Charbonnet, as he would be uh, in, in France. Uh, whether that is the pronunciation uh, in the United States, I am not sure. Um, but I can say one thing when I was looking into to this that caught my eye is in four years of college football, he didn't fumble once. And my good. Goodness, after the Melvin Gordon years, would that not be nice to have on the roster? Here's your biggest TikTok of the week here, folks. It is the 25th of April. We're going to draft that guy and he's going to fumble against the Jets on ESPN and Monday Night Football Week 1. And the thing, <laughs> Paul, the thing about Spears is if we got him in and he won, like he's quite versatile, you could have the whole hit me baby one more time element there, but the guy had four touchdowns in the Cotton Bowl. 5'10, 201 pounds. He wouldn't be the sort of guy you could have you could you could have an every down. But especially with what Stuart said, he brings potential. But that's it's getting the value, especially when we're looking at the the echelons of Friday nights, potentially Saturday afternoon. Hopefully before the gas starts on Saturday afternoon. We we have all this read up and there's no like, you know, running backs in the seventh round. Just get it done. But 
outside of the, of the running back position, uh, Colin Stewart mentioned a few positions as well. Or is there anyone else that you know, for example, any edge players that maybe speak out to you, or or are you looking at a different position? Yeah, I think I think edge is an area that we have to look at because it, it's another area we unfortunately really fell down in last year, and you you kind of look at it and you have to say that you know Randy Gregory is how fit is he going to be and how many games is is he going to to play and you know while Nick Benito. Yeah, he 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 struggled at times, and he needs to he needs to get a lot stronger. I think that was an issue that we saw, uh, and there are you know other pieces. Baron Browning kind of dealt with niggling injuries all of last year. Um, <clears throat> Jonathan Cooper flashes occasionally, but can you rely on him? So, to me, I I suppose one thing in terms of a player who you might you might decide to trade up for if he was to fall Michael would be Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame I mean he he he's probably going to go in in the second but if he did if he was to fall in or or down in and around say the 60 58 60 is that a player you might consider given the the talent that that he has but he may well go earlier um, than that. I do think you're probably at that point kind of looking to to see who who it is in terms of which way you want to go. Because, yeah, you'd love to, to bring in a running back. But when you're picking down 67, 68, it might be that the guys that you have an eye on are, are potentially gone at, at that point. So what is it that that you look to to do? Um, there, there are... are pro- Probably a, a couple of of others to to keep a, an eye on. Um, where so some inc- truly incredible names, um, which would make uh, Albert O um, seem um, very easy to to pronounce. Two uh, E T. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with. Um, uh, and uh, <laughs> the so. If anyone has got the pronunciation down of um the it, Felix and I am not even going to endeavor. He has a double barrel surname. Um, Uzoma is the second part of it, but the first part I don't have. But those are there are a couple of guys whose names have kind of come up uh, a, a few times. Um, he. Um, Felix was at Kansas State and over the last uh, final two years there he had 19 and a half sacks and 25 and a half tackles for loss that is a guy who can get into the backfield and that is something that that we need we know sacks change games um, so that is something I, I think this will be the consideration this is what George Payton and and Sean Payton are going to be trying to weigh up um, this week is okay if the draft board falls this way you know what might we do Um, but that I think is why George Payton said I think it was yesterday he did the kind of pre-draft presser and he said it will be best player available because we don't have the luxury of kind of saying yeah this is what we're going to go with Oh man, I, I I look forward to um having a first round pick at some point before the end of the decade. It's going to be nice. And um, 
Yeah, I talk about double barreled names, Stuart. Imagine like back in the day when you had to pay a euro or a pound for like a letter and a number and stuff. I mean, you'd be you'd definitely be out of fortune there. Um guy that's sorry for me, Zach, Zach Harrison, Ohio State Edge, um, came out of high school, five star recruit, was tied of as being like the next Chase Young, all this sort of stuff. Uh, it didn't work out for him. Eleven sacks in four years. Not an impressive combine or pro day at all. Um, but he still has athleticism and he could be a guy that could really drop down the board and be there for us come Friday night or even potentially Saturday, I think. And, you know, Colm, you're, you're bang on there talking about Peyton. Like, that's that's the sort of guys that we need to look for. We, we, we have to look for finding that raw talent, but almost taking a punt at that position. Call, uh, Stuart, is there anyone outside of the running back position that, 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 that you're interested in going into this trap as well? Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Michael, because, uh, and I think Colin's right as well, I think, you know, I, I do think you can pick up quality. You can pick up a quality running back in round three, as I said. You can pick up a quality safety and you can pick up a decent, you know, you can pick up a, a, a cornerback three or a cornerback four in round three. When it comes to edge, Mick, as you say, you're taking a punt because the top quality edge, or ed, edge rushers are not falling to round three. They're not. You're looking at guys who, you know, as you say, Harrison came into college as a five-star recruit. You didn't really, sh- you know, didn't shine, didn't have the career you hoped for. Like Tennessee's Byron Young as a player, I think I've seen mentioned quite a few times as well. I, I went for the really easy name to pronounce. I didn't even attempt to uh, follow column down his his, uh, his 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 alleyway of, of of pain when it came to pronunciations Byron Young is again as a player who was highly thought out of Tennessee but he never really flashed so you, you're kind of hoping that that it'll somehow change when he gets to the NFL again that's you know it's it, it it's it's you're kind of shooting into the dark and you hope you're hoping for the best I mean to be honest with you at the moment Baron Browning looks like the most likely outside uh, of Randy Gregory to be the, the the pass rush that we need and you know but Browning had it had a decent sort of season last year he tailed off a bit like an awful lot of the, the Broncos defenders unfortunately because they seem to be on the field virtually for the entire game every game um but I I don't know I think you'd be doing well really to find to find somebody in round three so you are you're taking a project in the way Nick Benito was and as Colin pointed out unfortunately Nick Benito didn't really have a great season rookie season and he needed to get strong he looked like a little boy out there most of the time and um, so maybe this time you have somebody that that can do a little bit more than Benito I don't think he had what did he have three or four sacks if even that um. So I, I don't know, but like you, and I think you know, we you kind of touched on it at the start of the show. I I still wouldn't be hugely surprised if we if we got a second round pick for Cortland Sutton. I think we've been looking for a first round pick all summer, and clearly nobody was biting on whatever we were looking for for Jerry Judy. Um, I I still think you know, and we we have brought in wide receivers. We were all in on Adam Thielen apparently, and Thielen decided to go elsewhere. And um, I don't think you're going all in on Adam Thielen for him to come in and play. You know the fourth sort of what WR4 um, and Tim Patrick is coming back. So I do think Cortland Sutton is still somewhat expendable um, and maybe we may sort of lessen our price um, closer to the, uh, to the draft. Maybe, maybe Sutton might go for a second rounder. So perhaps some of this may, you know, may become obsolete by the time it comes around. I, I, I would, I still think it's 50, 50 as to whether Cortland Sutton gets traded, Nick. And, and I would lean towards he will get traded because as you guys pointed out so correctly, we have so many holes on this roster and five picks is nowhere near enough to fill them. It really isn't. 
Um, when you consider that once you get into round, once you get, you, you should be, if you draft well, I mean, you should be able to pick up a significant player in round three. But once you get into rounds four and five, uh, your, your guess is as good as anybody's really what's, as to what's going to happen. So I, I don't think we're in a position that we can hope for the best. We, we still have a lot of, a lot of holes to fill. Um, you know, and I think that, that, you know, you only have to look at the division we're in as well. Um, you know, to even get back to some kind of respectability is going to take a great deal of, of work from Sean Payton. Um, so, you know, I, I would not be surprised to see Sutton sent um, to another team for a second round pick. You're not for a while, and I have been agreeing with that for a while as well. Stuart's rocking the Nuggets hop, hop today on this podcast. You can't see it, but it, he's, it's there. Um, Go Nuggets. Right. Yeah, you know this is this is the West is not great this year, Mick. I, I, if the Nuggets don't get into the NBA Finals this year, they may as well just, just they'll never get into the Finals. It'll be the most de- the most Denver thing ever if they don't this year. To be honest with you, um, the let, let's just end the podcast with this. Like, let's make a bold prediction each for the draft. Doesn't have to be Broncos related. If you want to be Broncos related, you can. And um, do you know what? Why not? Either the Texans or the Niners are going to trade for Lamar Jackson. On Thursday night, at about twenty to one hour time, and the whole thing is going to go bananas. Colin, you're wearing purple. You got your Baltimore stuff on. Do you think I'm an idiot? That that would be well. I, th- I think the te- the Texans could. I mean, my goodness, that would um, certainly make them absolute odds-on favorites for the South because that is yeah. a division ripe for the the takeover. And um, that would be uh, quite the the story if that. You have a good mock draft going on. Like you, you've identified some interesting spots. I seen it last night. Um. Well, ju- just before that, I I wanted it Anudk Uzama to give him Felix Anudk Uzama. Um. And he was actually, as it turns out, highlighted on the uh, Denver Broncos website as uh, potentially someone to keep an eye on. So let's see if uh, if that was to to happen. Um, I, I suppose in in terms of the the draft, Michael and um, I, I think what I think the Titans will probably have to do something because I, I think given the situation that they kind of find themselves in and moving on from their GM, I expect them to go up to get a QB. So. Um, that that would be my one to keep an eye on. Um, maybe they'll surprise us all and just consider next year a rebuild. But I don't think Vrabel is the type who you know will will want a, a complete rebuild. So I imagine they might look to bring somebody in there. I love it. Uh, this, this is the best time of the year, Stuart. Give us, give us something to claw onto in Thursday night because I'm already dre- like, like we, we need to find a coffee sponsor for this podcast at this time of the year. Stuart, what, what's going to happen? Is George Payton going to trade up to one and shock the world? Is Will Levis going to go one? Uh, apparently, according to some random person's Reddit account. Um, tell us, what's going to happen? Will Levis is going to go late. Mid to late in the first round. CJ Stroud will be the first. Although, hang on, the Texans are picking first, aren't they? No, so the Texans will make a pig's ear of it because that's what they do. So the Texans will pick Bryce Young, um, who shouldn't be the first quarterback no, off the, 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 the The Panthers are going first, George. They traded oh, in. 
Ah, well then, the Todd, te- remember good- the the Texans, the the Texans told Lovey oh, Smith yes, that he yes. was going to get fired. Lovey told the players, the players weren't happy. The players went out and ended up winning, and the Bears ended up with the number one overall pick. Correct. So sorry, sorry, Colin, you're dead right. So the, in a, in a in a rare instance of of Texans getting in their own way to get out of their own way, they are are um they're they're not going to make the mistake by drafting uh, Young first. The Panthers are going to draft CJ Stroud first. Um, CJ Stroud is going to be a fantastic um, NFL QB. And I think, Mick, I don't have anything for you on Thursday, but I do have something for you for the Broncos with one of our last picks. The Broncos are going to draft Jack Coletto out of Oregon State. He's a QB. He's a fullback. He's a special team star. And occasionally he plays linebacker. And he is going to be the Broncos version of Taysom Hill. And his nickname is the Jackhammer. So there you go. He's going to be a Denver Bronco by the end of the weekend. I can't wait to you text into our group saying, like, told you boys, here we Jack, go. <laughs> Jack Hammer has arrived. Jesus. Um, that's what I, that's, hey, that's what I got. But there, there you go. Round seven. Do we even have I, a pick? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to say, lads, I, I have to thank you for giving me more optimism and excitement ahead of this Broncos. I mean, I'm excited for the draft. It's just, it's hard to... It's been hard to get excited for a team that isn't picking until it's like, I mean, it could be worse. You could be a Niners fan picking at what, 99 for something. So it could, it could be worse, um, which is hard to believe, sort of looking at where they are and, you know, where, where they're picking. Uh, any final comments, gents? I, I have nothing to say apart from, I can't wait to see Roger getting booed. That's all I have to say. Well, the the Niners, I mean, that continues to to be fascinating. We all know what could have happened with Kyle Shanahan. Um, but how many franchises um would you with the with the GM there, obviously, another former Bronco um with with ties to the team in John Lynch, but how many franchises could you give up the house, right? Uh for Trey Lance? Um sit the guy for the first year he gets injured in game two but you hit on um an absolute home run with mr irrelevant and you're now trying to move on from trey lance and they i I, they may you know end up i don't think they'll get a first for him um but I, i do think somebody will take a chance and i'm really interested outside of the broncos to see what trey lance might have left in the tank but i think that is a fascinating um situation because ordinarily if you gave up the house like that and it didn't work out, you would be out of a job. But obviously, things worked out differently in the Bay. I like we haven't been talking about this outside of the Broncos. I'll just say this very quickly. I think he goes to New England. I, th- I think they'll. I think they take him. I don't think they've a starting quarterback at the minute, so that's what I would say. Uh, it's the end of this incredibly diverse and attentive podcast. I'd be surprised if Derrick Henry was still a Titan uh, by the end of, of the weekend, Michael. I, I think I, I think a team that, that is close. Um, I mean, I know the Bills did sign a, a running back um, in the offseason. And I, I was surprised. Love to see Derrick Henry in Buffalo. That would be yeah, just unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I was very surprised. Who was the running back for the Bills sign? He's decent, but he's not Derrick Henry. I mean, if I was the Bills, I'd be giving the Titans my... 24th pick or whatever it is to get Henry because Henry's the kind of guy who can push them over the edge altogether. Uh, but I, I would think somebody's going to go for Derrick Henry because 
I, I think the Titans need picks and I think they, you know, he, he's been on the market for a while as is Tannehill, Tannehill apparently. Um, I, I think that, that Titans era has, has, has ended and I think it will officially be over by the end of the weekend. But I think Derrick Henry is going to go to, to a significant playoff team. Um, and I think he could be a real difference maker um, the very final weeks of the season next year. I don't know who it is. But if 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 I if 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 I had been in charge of the Buffalo Bills, I would have done everything I could because I think he would have been the one that could have won them the Super Bowl. I um, very much look forward to us recapping all of our picks and you know presuming or predicting how we're going to win the championship next year. Championship? Wow! Uh, how we're going to win? Well, how we're going to win the AFC Championship and then win the Super Bowl? I've got the guy on the heads here, boys. I was going to say actually. I'm up for talking on Sunday if you want to recap stuff or if we're really hungover from the draft and we're and if we're not too happy, uh, we can definitely talk at the start of the week. But, you know, folks, look forward to um, talking about the draft and, and just check out the RSS feed and there will be a recap coming over the next few days. You can follow Colin over the week uh, for the draft at Colin from Court, Stuart at Purple Heart TC. Uh, and I am at Michael underscore NFL. We will be tweeting at early hours of the morning, tweeting absolute nonsense. Um, and it'll be great crack. But lads, uh, I'm not going to say go Broncos again. I'm going to say Nuggazaboo. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Nuggazaboo. Go Broncos. Nuggazaboo. Go Broncos.